Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99 at participating U.S. restaurants. Price may vary. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. And right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM, Fight Nation, Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer Bully Ray and I recap the big weekend in the world of pro wrestling, including WWE's Extreme Rules and AEW's Fight for the Fall. Paul Heyman finally delivered on his promise last night as Brock Lesnar cashed in his Money in the Bank briefcase on Seth Rollins to win the Universal Championship. Bully and I asked the question, why now? Prior to losing his title, Seth Rollins went nuts on Baron Corbin in the main event after Corbin hit his end of days finish on his girlfriend and tag team partner, Becky Lynch. Are we seeing the end of the PG era in the WWE? Plus, we'll discuss Cody Rhodes' comments about counter-programming and recap AEW's fight for the fall. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Brock Lesnar cashes in, F5 Seth, pins him, and we have a new Universal Champion. I got to tell you, I loved it. I love it when Brock and Paul just throw up a giant FU to the entire WWE Universe. I just don't understand why they did it. I felt like it was coming last night. I actually kind of uh, tweeted about a scenario. I got it half right. It's, and if you listen to the crowd in Philly, they were kind of into it too. They popped. Now, I'm not sure if they popped for Brock actually winning or if they popped because they were getting a cash in and they getting they were getting a title change because pop, uh, crowds will just pop automatically when they get something like that because they understand that they're getting something special and Philly got something special last night they actually got an entire night of special they got a great pay per view with a with a surprising ending I just not clear on why they chose last night. Is it storyline driven or is it a knee jerk reaction to maybe some numbers being down, some houses being down? What do you think? Well, the next three months are huge for the WWE bully. We've talked about this a lot. You got your second biggest pay-per-view of the year coming up in August in Toronto. And then you have the move to Fox for SmackDown in October. So the next few months are very, very big for this company. And I think they made a statement last night for your second biggest pay-per-view, as well as what we saw at WrestleMania 35, they want to go in with Brock Lesnar as your universal champion. And you know what? You need name and star power when you make the move to Fox. And I'm sure Fox wants name and star power. 
Well, you get your name and star power from Brock Lesnar. Yeah, but Brock Lesnar is the universal champion for Raw. That has nothing to do with Fox. I know. But what have you noticed over the last four or five weeks from the WWE? There really isn't any kind of wild card or brand split anymore. Wrestlers are jumping back and forth. I mean, you see Roman Reigns on both shows every single week. I mean, who knows what this landscape is going to look like once we get to October, Bully? And that's why I really do think what we saw last night was the end of a chapter and a new one is starting tonight on Monday Night Raw. This could be a completely different looking landscape by the time we get to Fox in October. Do you think that they gave up hope on Seth? I'm going to piggyback off of something you just said. Story. Is this part of a storyline? Because I really do think it is. Not only with Brock with this title, but with Seth and Becky. And this is something we're going to get into in much more detail later in the show. But I think this is part of the Seth and Becky storyline. Okay, fair enough. I'd like to talk about that sooner than later since you brought it up. But if you want to get into it later, that's fine. Listen, Brock is an attraction. And whenever Brock is out there, people stand on their feet and they're vocalizing their opinions as loud as they they do for anybody else on that card. Uh, you got your cash in last night. What I found interesting is that the the heel, quote unquote heel, Paul Heyman, promised that that's what we were going to get, and they delivered. Yep. You know, uh, he's all you know. You know, he's always uh, you know, and I love the promo. You know, either that's uh, a sp- the truth, or it's Paul Heyman just being Paul Heyman, which insinuates that he's the quintessential liar. Um. And, and everything that they did last night with that cash-in worked. Boom, done, see ya, bye. He rolled in, two Germans, cash-in, F5, done. There's your champion. And I got to tell you, man, the look on Seth's face after it was all over, I'm saying to myself, if this is a storyline, which I do agree with you, Dave, I think it is, I'm not sure I can get behind that guy. That guy looks so dejected. And I have a funny feeling that they're going to go down the realm of the man having to get Seth Rollins back on his feet. It's, you know, they say behind every strong man is a stronger woman. Yep. I think that's the road they're going to go down. It's possible. Or they may go another right way because he obviously was distracted by what happened with Becky in that match. He lost focus. He should have known Brock was going to be coming at some point. It was promised by Paul Heyman, and he let his guard down, and he let himself get beat and let himself lose that Universal Championship last do, night. Do you think they're going to take Seth out of the Universal Championship picture and they're going to get him into a feud with Corbin because Corbin hit the end of days on Becky? Yes. I do. So so that was there was my question. Do you think they're getting away from Seth? And you said you thought it was storyline driven. So you think they're gonna go Seth Corbin and maybe feed somebody else to Brock? Well, bully, let's ask the question. What if if you're Seth Rollins this morning, who are you more mad at? Are you angry at Brock Lesnar because he's now the new universal champion? Or are you more angry at Baron Corbin because he put an end of days on your girlfriend? Well, you're more angry at yourself for losing. That's number one. And then you're probably more angry at Baron. 
And I love the fact that the WWE had the balls to have Baron Corbin yeah. hit the end of days on Becky Lynch. The only thing I didn't want to see is Becky Lynch actually leaning up the, up against the guardrail at the end of the show and selling. If, if, a, if a man the size of Baron Corbin hits his finish on Becky Lynch, Becky should be down and dead. They should have went off the air with Seth Rollins kneeling over Becky's lifeless body with that look on his face, staring at Brock Lesnar. Because I got a lot of different stories. I got Becky on her own selling up against the guardrail. I got Seth looking totally dejected in the middle of the ring like he just let himself and his woman down. It almost seemed like he was more afraid. By, by the way they've been building Seth and Becky, it almost seems like Seth was, is more worried about the wrath of Becky that he was going to have to withstand after the match. <laughs> like like him, like him, her looking at him and going, you know, I still have my belt. Where's yours? Oh, and then that might come into play later too or it could get into a little jealousy who knows where they're going to go with the storyline and we're going to get into you know again the lack of chemistry between those two and and history shows that we've had re, you know real life relationships not being able to transform on tv and they showed that lack of chemistry earlier on in the night with a backstage vignette that was absolutely the worst part of the pay-per-view but Getting back to our new Universal Champion, a lot of people thought the end of the show was the worst part of the pay-per-view with Brock, your part-time champion, now your Universal Champion. Once again, people in disbelief that we're going down the same road that we went down a year and a half ago. Bully, I got to be honest with you, I think that road is closed. This is a new street for Brock Lesnar because UFC is no longer hanging over our heads. I don't look at Brock Lesnar. I could be wrong. I don't look at Brock Lesnar as a part-time champion anymore. I look at Brock Lesnar as a WWE superstar. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I don't think you're going to get part-time Brock. I think you'll see Brock a lot more often. Um, I don't think you're going to see him on an ultra full-time basis or wrestling on Raw or SmackDown all the time. But I think we're going to get more of him. Um, I'd like to see more of him. I think it's going to be a balance. I think you're 100% right. I don't think we're going to get Brock Lesnar every single week like we have Seth Rollins, but I don't think we're going to get Brock Lesnar like we did a year ago where you're seeing him once every three or four months. I don't think that's happening either. I think it's going to be a good enough balance where it's not overkill, but at the same time, every time you see Brock Lesnar, it's going to be special. And I think it's going to make that Universal Championship more special, and it's going to make Brock a bigger superstar in the terms and in in the universe of the WWE. Did you see anybody come out of the of the pay-per-view last night looking uber strong who could step up to challenge Brock Oof. if they did move away from Seth? I saw somebody. That's a great question. Um I think there's I think there's a I thought Alistair Black looked really strong coming out of that pay-per-view. I thought Kevin Owens now the perception of him is stronger coming out of that pay-per-view. I don't know if the, who I would say is could be the next opponent for Brock Lesnar coming out of that pay per view. I, th I think coming out of the pay per view, you might see them go back to the, an original plan they had that got off the tracks. Braun Strowman. Yep, Braun looked really strong in that last man standing match last night. He did. I thought that was a really creative finish. I, I love the power slam off the balcony. 
through the, you know, whatever they had there, and then him busting through the wall at the seventh count. I mean, they built that match very well. Two big, big men going at it, beating the piss out of each other in a last man standing match. Let me ask you this, Dave. Did you like the match? Yes, I loved it. It's good Haas fight right yep. there. Innovative finish. And on a personal note, I absolutely love it when a massive ECW chant breaks out, no matter where it is. Because no matter where you go, for then, now, and forever, you will hear that damn chant. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> like I said, I think they came out really strong with Braun last night. And they, I think they might, just might, be getting back to Braun and Brock. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the SiriusXM app. In case you didn't know... But the name of the finisher that Baron Corbin has, it's end of days, end of days, end of days, right in front of Seth Rollins, right in front of his face. Couldn't be more disrespectful than Baron Corbin last night. I totally agree, and I loved it. Oh, he was so Cor- Corey Graves said that Baron Corbin went too far. I didn't think he went far enough. That's right. If you're going to do it, do it all the way. Although the end of days is a hell of a start. I've been saying for weeks that I wanted to see Becky get F5 by Lesnar anyway. I'm glad they gave it to Baron because Baron can use it. And let me tell you something. If you didn't think WWE had some confidence in Baron, remember this. He, he hit his finish on Becky. That's the first time we've seen real, I guess since uh, the Rumble when, Ar- when Orton hit Nia with the RKO. Yeah. That's, a, that's the first time we've seen, you know, a guy hitting a girl with some real offense. And I liked it. I just would have liked the story of Seth being over Becky. And then after they went off the air, you had Seth. You know, there's videos out there on social media. Seth looking at Becky and like, oh, I let everybody down. I'm so down on myself. I guess it's a good story. And it, it remains to be seen how they're going to tell it. It just comes across, it might come across as mushy, and I don't think Becky does mushy. No, if you watch the, the vignette between the two earlier in the night, it's exactly what Seth Rollins said, that Becky doesn't do mushy. And interesting that when we go to Raw tonight, when we fast forward to Raw tonight, Bully, Becky's going to have her title and Seth is not. So it's going to be interesting, the story that they're going to tell, and who is Seth going to want to go after? Is it his Universal Championship, or is it revenge on Baron Corbin? And I do want to pause before we get more into the main event of what you said about Baron Corbin and the confidence that the WWE has in Baron Corbin. We've talked a lot about him and, you know, the go-away heat or, or what have you about Baron Corbin. Man, to me, Bully, I thought Baron Corbin was the MVP of that match. And if you didn't think Baron Corbin was any good in the ring, go back and watch that match from last night. I think Baron Corbin showed how truly good he is. They all did a great job last night, especially Baron. Yep. Baron always has a good match. You don't see Baron messing up. You see, and Baron, I can tell by watching. Baron's starting to become a leader in that ring. He really is. You know, and when you get that 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 leader mentality and, and people start looking at you as a leader or I'll even go a step farther, a ring general, that's when you know you're you're truly becoming a better worker. Let me ask you this. I want to dive a little bit into the match. You liked the match, yes? Yes, I did. You thought it did you think it was a home run? Um 
Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I, I'll go. I'll go as far as saying I thought it was a home run last night. Do you think they missed any opportunities? I didn't see anything glaring. Did you? I did. I did. I thought last night they had they missed some opportunities to do some fun stuff within the match, especially because that they were in Philadelphia. That really would have worked. I mean, one of the things I put out there on social media is you know before Becky and Seth got the tables. You know, they could have probably done the get the table spot. They could have did the what's up. Could, could you imagine if, if Baron Corbin was going to superplex Becky off the top rope? People would have been gasping. And then all of a sudden, uh, Seth could have came up from behind and nailed Corbin in the back. Becky could have pushed Corbin off right into the position and they would have been right there for the what's up. And Becky giving the what's up to Corbin, the place would have popped. Yep. And then everybody would have been looking around and now you have Becky push Seth and say, Seth, get the tables. Place would have went ballistic. You would have had a great pop there. They could have brought the tables out. They, you know, you also had an opportunity where Becky and Seth probably could have did the the you know the road warrior spot to to Lacey Lacey could have been going to yeah. do something but Seth could have come up underneath Lacey had Lacey on the shoulders Becky could have went up and they could have gave you know uh, Lacey the LOD things that would have that are right there little I'll use tribute spots for lack of a better word but that spots that would have worked perfectly in that type of match and spots that are ultra identifiable that could have worked in that intergender scenario now that's just little things i thought they could have added to make it a lot more fun there was something in that match that was glaring to me that they should not have done and they should have saved for the end so dave let me ask you did you see anything that you thought that they shouldn't have done but should have saved for the end no all right, check this out. After uh, Corbin hit the end of days on Becky, mm -hmm. we saw Seth go ballistic, right? Yeah. What did Seth start doing? He started. He picked up the chair and he just started wailing on Baron with the chair. He started wailing on him with the kendo stick, right? We saw that. We saw him flip the switch and go absolutely bonkers. Went nuts. Went nuts on him, right? So we should have never seen Seth take the kendo stick to Baron earlier in the match. It would have meant more if they would have just saved it for when he snapped. It would have meant so much more because if you don't get any kendo sticks or any chair shots on Baron Corbin early in the match, it means so much when you do it later. That should have been the flipping of the switch and that's when he should have went ballistic on Corbin. So I'm really shocked to see that because you got a lot of smart people in that ring. I'm sure they had a really great producer with them that night helping them put it together. It was really glaring to me. I know if I'm going to have a point in the match where I'm telling a story of, oh my God, you just put your hands on my girlfriend. Now I'm going to snap and do something to you that I haven't done earlier before in the match. It would have been I would the kendos and the chairs. A kendo shot, a chair shot. A kendo shot, a chair shot. Yeah. A, and that's where they could have said, oh my God, Seth Rollins has flipped. And that's the little things I think they could have did that I would have added to that match and taken that match over the top and truly would have been a main event ending. Now, obviously, we're seeing a little bit more of the intergender in the WWE. 
not to the extent of what we saw a couple weeks back with Impact Wrestling with Tessa Blanchard and Sammy Callahan, but were you surprised last night seeing the end of days from Baron Corbin on Becky Lynch? Well, if you go back and you look at the Royal Rumble and you see an RKO on Nia Jax, why would you be surprised about seeing an end of days on Becky Lynch? True. I mean, you're right. And and you've, you did see those hints with Nia Jax and Dean Ambrose before Dean Ambrose left to go to AEW, so you're, so you're right. So are they ushering in a little bit of what we've talked about that we thought they weren't comfortable of going? Are they going full blown? Could this lead to a Becky Lynch-Baron Corbin match down the road? Why can't it? Listen, we've, uh, we've said it. We've, we've been there before in the pro wrestling business, and it worked, and people loved it. Just go back to China and Jericho. For Christ's sake, China beats Jericho for the Intercontinental Championship. Did Chris Jericho take it easy on China? No. No. So why can't we do it again? It's not like Baron Corbin is punching, you know, Becky Lynch square in the face. It was a wrestling move happening in a wrestling ring under the umbrella of sports entertainment. It works. It's been working for a long time. But unfortunately... Wrestling and society has become a little too PC, and we've gotten away from it. I hope they go back to it. Because, listen, I think there's going to be – if you take a look at Impact, Sammy versus Tessa worked, correct? Yes. There might have been some flaws in that match and a couple of things they didn't do exactly right, but for the most part, it worked. It can work on the bigger stage, too, because I think people would pay money – to see Becky Lynch beat up Baron Corbin. Now, I don't you you have to be very smart in putting a match like that together because you don't want to hurt Baron Corbin but by having him straight out lose to Becky because at the end of the day it's not like Becky measures up in stature to Baron Corbin. China measured up in stature to Chris Jericho. You know, Tessa measured up in stature to Sammy, even though Sammy beat her. There's a big difference between Becky and Baron, isn't there? Yeah, there is. But you'd still be intrigued enough to want to see it, right? Obviously, yep. You'd pay money to see it, right? I would, yep. Okay, there you go. So I love the fact that Corbin hit the end of days on her. I mean, I'd much rather see Becky in the ring with Baron Corbin than Seth Rollins in the ring with Baron totally Corbin. Totally agree. Totally agree. And Seth and Baron could put on a good match, but I've seen those good matches before. Now, are they going to do a story where Seth is trying to get his retribution? Or are they going to try to tell a story of Seth wanting his retribution, but Becky telling him, no, I'm the one that took the end of days, not you. I want him. Is this going to be a race between Seth and Becky to see who can get to Baron first? Or, Or Seth tries and fails and Becky actually succeeds in it. That's where I'm going to go back to what I said about 20 minutes ago about I'm not sure why they decided to put the belt on Brock. Was it because of a rating situation or do they have a bigger and better story waiting for Seth and Becky and Corbin? And you know what? That story would probably be better if Baron Corbin was universal champion this morning instead of Brock. Well, then you have Becky chasing for the universal championship. Well, I mean, you would have Seth going after it first, but who knows where that's going to lead. 
I don't know, man. After last night, I, I just don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about Seth chasing for the championship again. I think after last night, I want to see Seth in a blood feud. And when I say a blood feud, I mean a blood feud. If you give me Seth versus Baron in a first blood match, okay, maybe I'm on board. Are they willing to put their toe in the water with that? Hopefully, because that's something Heyman would book. Well, we see them starting to put their toe in the water of many different things. So maybe the day of there being no blood in the WWE, maybe there's exceptions to the rule. Maybe that exception would be Seth Rollins and Baron Corbin. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music, plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. AEW Fight for the Fallen charity show that was free, streaming free, live for BR Live on Saturday night, Bully. And you hear Cody Rhodes at the end of that show. And he wasn't even sure if they were still on BR Live or not because this was well past midnight Saturday night. But he says you can't counter programming, obviously, with them having this charity show, the WWE Network had the 10th anniversary of Evolve going head-to-head with AEW on Saturday night and getting you ready for the fall, which, man, you talk about in the history of pro wrestling, this might be one of the biggest falls of all time. And I'm not talking about the fall to down. I'm talking about the fall with September and October and November for that months of pro wrestling bully with the move to Fox with AEW going live with TNT and you can't counter program AEW. I think that was another good step for AEW Saturday night bully. Why did they even have to mention the counter programming? <clears throat> I, I the, the nerves seem to be raw on both sides when it comes to what's going to be happening in October. It seems like AEW <clears throat> excuse me, and Cody specifically are acknowledging the counter-programming and saying you can't, kind of trying to tell the people that you can't counter-program this product. I, I totally disagree. Yes, you can counter-program, and that's what the WWE Network did. They specifically counter-programmed. When was, the last, when was the last time you saw an independent company on the WWE Network? You didn't. This is this is uh, you know the WWE obviously is branding their own, you know their own offshoots of with NXT, kind of their answer. I always thought NXT was the answer to Ring of Honor, and then you had the WWE NXT UK to kind of do because of the growth of wrestling in the UK, and they wanted to have their branch there, but to have an evolved show at the 2300 ECW arena going up against AEW. Hey, once we're they're streaming, so we're going to stream as well. I mean, this just seems to be building a lot of momentum as we get closer to October bully. Uh, I will agree with the uh, momentum. I will agree that it's going to be a very exciting fall season for pro wrestling. I will agree that, you know, um, AEW debuting on TNT is going to be must watch. But as far as you can't counter-program, 
I'm sure what he means is you can't stop this new revolution, not the revolution, this new revolution that AEW is. But yes, you can counter-program, and yes, WWE will counter-program. And if I'm AEW, I would prepare myself for lots of counter-programming as you get closer to the TNT show. I mean, and while the TNT show, you think it's anything for whenever has uh, AEW picked a day yet? No, we're going to find out on the eve of All Out what day that's going to be. Okay, let's just say it's a um, uh, a Tuesday or a Wednesday, correct? Yes. You know what, Dave? Let's just say it's any freaking day of the week. You don't think the WWE can throw on a show to counter that show? Of course. And I'm sure they will. Moment? I'm sure exactly. they will. They might move NXT to that time. And and obviously people will DVR stuff. But the WWE is going to move their chess pieces in accordance to what AEW is doing. That's why you saw the Evolve show. And listen, let's... Now, I don't know if you can counter... I don't know if you can counter emotion AEW right now. That's where I give the edge to AEW. They have the emotion of the fan, the raw emotion, the raw passion of the wrestling fan right now. And and if you're going to talk about counter programming, it's not like the WWE put a main roster show on Saturday night to go up against AEW. This was, you know, Evolve's 10th anniversary show. And obviously this is not a knock on Evolve. I thought the show was great. And they had some really good matches that I and I really, really enjoyed. As a matter of fact, I think the match of the weekend was Drew Gulak against Matt Riddle. I thought that was the best match that I saw of the entire weekend. But let's be fair here. What we saw on Saturday night on the WWE Network was a 10th anniversary celebration for Evolve. And what we saw from AEW on Saturday night wasn't a pay-per-view. Everyone's calling it a pay-per-view. It was not a pay-per-view. It was a charity show that they streamed for free on BR Live. Completely different than what we're going to see at the end of August with All Out. But if you're a fan of the AEW product, are you a fan of the Evolve product? Probably, yes. Was the AEW product free? Yes. Was the WWE net uh, product free? Basically, because well, it's on the network. It's on the network. So that's counter-programming. That's, chess, that's pawn move for pawn move. You're, you're competing with the exact same fan. I'm sure, that, listen, AEW fans that were live in attendance, right? If you're going there to watch a show live, that, that's it. You, you've, they've earned your dollar. But if you're sitting at home, now you have a choice. I saw lots of people on social media streaming uh, both shows. They actually videotaped themselves watching um, Fight for the Fallen and the Evolve 10th Anniversary show together. That tell me this, that tells me there's an interest in both products, but I'm sure that listen, I'm sure that plenty of people watched Evolve instead of AEW, and I'm sure there's plenty of people that watched AEW instead of Evolve. But it is definitively counter programming. It's definitively a competitive measure to try to take some of the audience away. And, and, and listen, this isn't new. We've seen this before. You mentioned it last week, Bully, with WrestleMania and Clash of the Champions. We've seen this before. You know, hey, you know, WrestleMania, you have to buy it on pay-per-view. You're, you know, Jim Crockett Promotions, how do, we, how, do we, how do we compete against this? You put something on TBS for free, and it hurt WrestleMania that year. 
Of course it is. If you have a choice of having to pay for something or watching something for free, obviously a lot of fans are going to choose free. And they had a hell of a show and a hell of a match that people are, hell of a main event that people are still talking about today. So it, this is not like this is new. A lot of people think, oh my God, how can they do this and what are they doing? And this isn't new in the realms of pro wrestling. I actually, I think it's great that the WWE thinks enough of AEW that they figured they had to put counter-programming. Because honestly, a couple of years ago, if a company was having a wrestling show one night, I don't think the WWE would have gave a shit. They obviously do now. They felt the need to put something up against AEW Saturday Night Bully. And that should speak volumes in itself. That's why, this is me personally, I don't think... Cody had to mention the counter-programming. I loved him telling the people, you know, when we go to TNT in the fall, how many of you are following us over there? That is a great rah-rah speech. That's Cody being the Pied Piper and taking all of these fans and marching them over to TNT. It's kind of like what Cody and the Bucks did with Ring of Honor. Cody and the Bucks took a significant amount of Ring of Honor fans with them who want to go try this new product. I'm sure they'll always be um, fans of Ring of Honor, but like, hey, Cody and the Bucks are going here. I want to go check them out um, with, with this product at these shows, and I want to check out their television show that's going to be very easily accessible. That kind of rah-rah speech, bringing the fans with you, it's, it's, it's actually very political. If you think of politics, how anybody tries to run for any office and you try to get the people behind you. And anybody who, you know, for, from, a, from a President Obama to a President Trump, whether you like these men or hate these men, they were able to tap into the emotions of the people and get people to vote for them. That's what Cody's doing. He's tapping into the emotions of these forgotten fans and saying, hey, are you going to follow us to TNT? Love that part. Yeah. Would have stayed away from the counter-programming. Because if anything, you're only poking the bear and asking them to counter-program even more. Yeah, and, and, and I'm sure this back and forth, is not going to end as we get closer to October. Nope. Not a chance. It's got, it, 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 the, it will heat up. Every little move one company makes, the other company will try to, to, to top. And I think the WWE, because they have so much programming, can counter-program any AEW show. It's going to be interesting what they do. And maybe, and, and Bully, maybe this is a big reason why AEW is holding off from announcing what day they're going to be on TV. You know, maybe they don't want to show their hand that early. Because let's just say they announced it Saturday night. Come October, we're going to be live Tuesday nights. Hey, you know, there's not going to be a show Tuesday, you know, Tuesday nights. SmackDown's moving to Friday when they make the move to Fox. We, we premiere on TNT in October. So, you know what? We're going... We're going live on Tuesday. I'm sure that's giving the WWE ample enough time to put their heads together and say, what can we put on the WWE network to counter-program AEW on TNT? What if they just threw NXT on Tuesday nights? They could do that. I don't know if they would want to do that, but they, you know what? They could, you know what? They could do that and it doesn't mean a thing. Yeah, it's 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 kind of like here on Sirius XM, bully. They could put this show anywhere. Why? Because all you need is the subscribers. 
You're not looking at rating points. You're just looking at subscribers. The WWE and the WWE Network is in a really good place because they could put their programming anywhere they want because all they care about is subscribers. Yep, absolutely. Interesting to see what's going to happen once we get to the fall. Sure, and and this that's why I always compare wrestling to chess because it's all about the moves you make. If you go back and you look at the Monday Night Wars, that's a great example of how the chess game was played. And how many times did Eric Bischoff have uh, Vince McMahon in check? If you ever played chess, you know what check means. Yeah. And Vince only had one or two moves at any given moment and somehow worked his way out of check and put Eric in checkmate. It's amazing how wrestling is played when there is competition. And I believe we're going to get that moving forward. And what AEW has to be prepared for is any move they make, WWE can counter. If um, AEW, AEW eventually is going to have to, they're going to be doing live TV every week, correct? Yes. So we're going to know four weeks down the road um, if AEW is doing a live Tuesday night show in Sheboygan, Wisconsin, right? Mm -hmm. So what's to say that WWE is not going to run a house show in Sheboygan on that same night? Well, uh, they probably will. Exactly. Uh, What I'm saying is WWE is so big and they have so many um, uh, ways to compete at their disposal that counter-programming is going to be quite simple for them. Counter-live event, counter-live programming, uh, counter-appearances, Hey, uh, Cody and the Bucks are going to be appearing in Chicago on this date to sign autographs. Okay, John Cena and Roman Reigns will be here on this day signing autographs too. I'm not telling you that one uh, people would go see Cena and Roman over Cody and the Bucks. What I'm saying is there will be enough competition put in place to take eyes off of the AEW product. Bully, let me ask you this. Cause... Or attempt, I'm sorry, attempt to take eyes off the AEW product. Understood. This is something that you say on this show a lot, but I want to see if it fits in this scenario. You always say slow and steady wins the race. Does slow and steady win this race, or if you're the WWE, do you want to throw out a knockout punch? I believe that the WWE will try to put an end to this as quickly as they can, but, but they're not going to be able to. And what's the number one reason why they will not be able to knock out AEW quickly? Is it because, well, I think there's two. I think their fan base, and I also think of uh, the Khan family. No, it's Khan money. It's Khan money. He has the money. Listen, if you, on paper, the Khan family has more money than the McMahon family, right? I mean, so if, if you just go dollar to dollar... They, they they can trump Vince. They but can probably really, really quick, just to put a pause on what you're yeah, saying, yeah, boy, yeah. not to interrupt. It's okay. But with the McMahon family, the McMahon is all about the WWE brand and pro wrestling. I mean, obviously they branch out. It's sports entertainment, but it still comes back to the WWE. That's not the case with the Khan family. They have their hands in many different buckets. And obviously the Jacksonville Jaguars are probably number one on that list. So I think it's a little bit different when you talk about the dollars, and obviously the Khan family has a lot more dollars, but where do they use that dollars? 
the McMahon, they all, everything goes back to the WWE. But you know what? As I'm saying it, I'm wrong because now you have the XFL. So you know what? Throw that argument right out the window. <laughs> I'll, try, I'll try to make a comparison. This is a very loose comparison. Might not even be a good one. Remember when TNA tried to go to live on Monday nights? Yes. What did WWE do to them? They, they threw out Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. They destroyed them, right? Yep. And, they, and, and TNA got off of Monday nights really quick. Yep. On a side note, TNA trying to do a live show on Monday nights, horrible decision. Um, so, but I don't think that they're going to be able to knock out AEW, um, if at all, if, if at all. And I don't think it's going to happen quickly. I think the thing that will, could hurt AEW is the drop-off that they have from their main event players to their mid-card players. There is a significant drop from Cody, the Bucks, Jericho, and Omega to their mid-card talent. When I, watched, when I watched the show the other night, when I watched Fight for the Fallen, entertaining show, yes. I got Hangman Page, who's going to be challenging Chris Jericho at All Out for the AEW Championship. I wanted to see that kid get over a lot stronger than he did. That should have been a very, very hangman page friendly match. I thought he could have come out of that match looking a lot stronger because this is a guy that they're trying to build from the bottom up. AEW fans know who hangman page is. You don't want the AEW fan to know who he is. You want every other fan out there to know who he is. And despite that, he had a good match. Against Sabian, right? Yeah, Kip, pro- Kip Sabian. Sabian, okay. My, my apologies. He had a good match with Sabian. I would have liked to have seen Paige over stronger. Thanks for listening. Catch us weekdays on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.